I'm Sam Kelly, and this is Threads of Commonality, where we lift the veil on the world issues that unite us like a thread weaving us together, keeping the conversations going that are vital to the health of our planet, animals, and our collective well-being. Meet everyday people making a difference in their communities. Learn about what unites us and discover ways to change the world. Together, we are powerful. Real conversations with real people. Welcome to Threads of Commonality. I'm Sam Kelly, and my guest is Alice White. She's running for Sarasota County Commissioner. Alice has been actively involved in her community for over 30 years. She's a retired teacher and founder of a local environmental nonprofit called People for Trees. She's the ultimate tree lady, being a huge advocate for preserving forests, tree canopy, and protecting wildlife. She walks the walk. Her energy is contagious, and she's excited to get to work representing the people of Sarasota County. Welcome to the show, Alice. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. This is a first for me, a podcast. <laughs> Yay, I know. It's, it, yes. It's, it's fun. Um, tell me a little bit about this election and what position you're running for. Yes, um, I'm running for uh, District 5 on the Sarasota County Commissioner Dais, and that represents most of Northport, all but two precincts, and the precincts in Englewood that are not in uh, Charlotte County, of course. So it's a big chunk. And what, uh, tell me a little bit about your background so that, that anyone listening can get to know you a little bit, and then we'll kind of jump into the actual election and your, your campaign platform and all that good stuff. So tell me a little yeah. bit about yourself. Well, um, as you said, I was, I was a teacher for 36 years. I just retired from Charlotte County Schools after 29 years. And I came to Northport in 1990, and actually that was because I was working for mosquito control when I first moved to Sarasota while waiting for a teaching job. Um, Sarasota County Schools actually had a hiring freeze back then. So that's how I discovered Northport, by working uh, with mosquito control. And I just fell in love with the, the raw, natural Florida beauty that I saw here. And I said, this is where I want to build my house. And I did. And I, I've been here ever since for 30 years. And I realized the other day, I've been here for half the time that Northport has been incorporated. Wow. <laughs> North, Northport just celebrated its 60th anniversary. So I've been here for 30 years. So yes. you've really seen the community change, huh? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, you know, when I came here, I, I made it very clear to my builder that I wanted the house to look like the the Wizard of Oz house that dropped down. I just, that's what I wanted. I just wanted whatever he had to remove to, to put the footprint of the house, but I wanted everything else kept, and he did that. And um, quite a few people would do that as well. And then when volume building descended on uh, Northport in the, in the late 90s, that's when I founded People for Trees in 1997 because people were concerned that all of a sudden clear cutting became the, the way to go to build houses. Tell me a little bit about the volume building and the clear cutting, um, because I, I've talked to a number of people that have wanted to build homes. We, we bought a home built in 1957 because I'm very passionate about, you know, just using what's existing here. But um, but there was a home available. Uh, but for people that want to build a home, they've told me that the builders have said either directly or hinted at it, that really the only option is to clear cut 
and 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 start over to build up the to build up the i guess the platform of the base where the home will be and then they come in and they plant smaller trees afterwards is that accurate i mean do builders have to clear cut i mean do home do people that want to build a home have other options they do have other options and they have to really strongly consider the source of who's telling them that they're they're listening to someone who makes uh, their living from building homes. I mean, as we know, turning dirt in, in this country is the most um, lucrative business you, you can be in, um, you know, selling land and developing land. And if someone is uh, depending on their, their profit margin is depending on, um, on, on how they actually build and the cost that's involved, they're going to to seek the, the shortest distance from point A to point B to get to where they need the, to go. And volume building is referred to as that because it's putting up, putting up houses very quickly um, without taking the time to consider the character of the land, the character of the area, protecting even the integrity of neighborhoods. Just get the house built, move on to the next one. People do have choices. Um, they, don't, they don't have to take every single tree down, although, um, I did concede, and People for Trees conceded, you know, 20 years ago that, okay, it takes some effort to keep trees in the front, but we'll give it to you, that you can remove everything from the road to the back footprint of their house. But there is absolutely no reason why trees can't be kept in the backyard, uh, even on the side of the house. Um, that is just something that uh, can be done. And... Uh, there are still houses today that I see where that's done. I actually had a um, a, how, a tree left on my front yard, a pine tree, and I, it's right by my septic tank. And yet people will be told, oh, you can't plant any trees or anything on your front yard. As long as they're Florida friendly, that means that it's drought tolerant. You're, the roots are not going to be seeking water sources. You won't have any problems with, with the drain field. Um, because with my house, again, I've been here for 30 years, you can't see my house from the road. It is totally covered with vegetation, but it does have walkways through it, walk, you know, little pathways. It's not just a solid chunk of, of woods. And, um, and I'm on a drain field and I have a septic. So there are choices. People just have to know and be adamant. And I've talked to people who said that they were adamant and they told their builder, no, we're keeping this tree and you need to do whatever you need to do to keep, keep that tree. That's wonderful. So it's, it's cheaper and it's easier to bulldoze all the trees and start over. Right. But if it, when I say that I'm talking about short-term cost, if we're actually going to look at the long-term cost, the cost to the environment, to the ecosystem, to the water quality, to the wildlife that live in the ecosystems, that cost is is high. And so when we talk about true cost, we we have to start thinking of cost, I think in my opinion, not just as the the dollar bills, you know, the money that the currency that humans value, we have to start thinking of the true cost as overall impact to the planet and ecosystems and all of the systems that our human life depends upon. So there's true cost and then there's the, you know, the immediate cost we see as far as money. Right. So. And, it's, and it's also but when you're talking about costs, not just financial costs, but the cost to ourselves as, as a people, that it doesn't do anything to enhance uh, a neighborhood when they come in and clear cut. I mentioned the word integrity before, and this was brought up 20 years ago um, here in the city of Northport that by allowing clear cutting that you are not respecting the integrity of the neighborhood by taking everything away from people 
Um, again, when I had my house built, trees were left in my backyard. And from the day my son was born, my son was born here in 91, we were able to enjoy that backyard with his kiddie pool, with his sandbox, with his swings, and then older, his friends came over and they camped out in the backyard. Um, that gave us so much to, to enjoy. And when I look at houses today that are completely barren in their backyard, I'm thinking, you know, those, those families are not experiencing what they should and could be experiencing because they were just, you know, uh, shortchanged when, when that house was built. And it's so unnecessary. And that's, to me, the true cost of, of building like that. It's just not good for people. It doesn't promote a, a healthy social well-being. Um, and it could be so much better. So, Alice, let's talk about the election now. Um, I want to dedicate this part of the show to really digging into the election and learning more about you as a candidate and um, and what this election is going to look like. Let, let's get into the details. So tell me a little bit more about the office, the position you're running for. Well, it's a seat on the Sarasota County uh, Commission representing District 5, which is uh, the majority of Northport and Inglewood, all of Inglewood that is in Sarasota County. So since we have single member districts now in Sarasota yes. County, it, which is a little different this year, right? For this yes. election? Yes, it makes it actually um, a lot easier for, I shouldn't say easier, but um, it makes it more, uh, but it's more readily available for people to become involved in our political process because you don't have to canvas the entire county, which took a tremendous amount of resources and money. And now you can focus on the area that you actually live in, which is how it, it should be. That, because I would represent the people of Northport and those at Inglewood. Okay, so just to clarify, the, the election for you, that, that where people can vote for you will be November 3rd, or That's if people correct. vote by mail or do early voting, but you're on the November ballot. Yes. Because August right. is school board and sheriff, but, uh, you will be on the November ballot and people in Northport and parts of Inglewood will have you on their ballot. Correct. Um, if I'm in there, if they're in my district, they, I will be on their ballot. I'm not involved in the primaries and that's why I'm not on the ballot for the August 18th um, elections. Okay. And can you tell me a little bit about your qualifications and, and how you came about running? I mean, I know you said you, you were a, a teacher uh, an educator, you retired from teaching. How, how'd you make the jump to politics? And what what <laughs> what makes you qualified to be a commissioner? Well, I have always felt that our governing uh, boards have become uh, really far away from w what they should be doing, which is which is serving and representing the people. And for some reason, our governing boards, our commissions have have come more into being in place for promoting economic development, businesses, um, and that is going to always follow when you have a healthy uh, community, when people, social well-being is being taken care of, businesses are gonna flock to those areas because they're going to have the workforce that is qualified for what they need. So, um, so it's I, not an either or thing. 
No, <laughs> it's, it's not like not. you're choosing uh, businesses or people. We can move forward together. Yeah, we just right. can't, we can't value businesses more than people. I mean, the people right. matter. Right. Okay. And what we've seen is that the, the commissioners have represented the interests of the developers and special interest groups very well. And that when people um, have a concern about an issue, they really have to go out there and fight, uh, you know, tr tremendously to get their point across. And it, and most of the time, unfortunately, the commissioners have ignored them. Uh, one of the, the, the one that came just recently is the redistricting. Once we got into the single member voting districts, the commissioners um, set out to, okay, we're going to redraw the boundary lines. And and people came out there and said, you know, wait until the census is over. I mean, there's no reason to be doing it now, but they they ignored the um, concerns of the people and said, no, we're going to redo the boundaries now. And people are saying, you know, after the 2020 census comes out, they may have to redo them again. So it was uh, for no other reason than political reasons and people's voices need to be heard. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm a people person. I've always been involved in, in my community through my work with People for Trees in my community, putting on events every single year, um, our annual tree festival, our Tour to Northport bicycle ride, um, and, and planting trees and doing tremendous tree, street tree programs. And this was always to improve the quality of life for people. And um, that's why I, I'm qualified to be a commissioner who's supposed to represent the, the interest of the people because I'm a people person. I get out there and travel in different circles and um, it's what I've been doing without uh, being a politician and it's why I can continue to do it um, on that dais as well. And you're people funded, right? You're not taking money from developers. You're, you're doing your own thing. You're, the, the people are funding you. You're people powered. Right, right. And, and that's what the change that we need to have, that if people want the status quo, the voters want to see the status quo of the commission uh, voting uh, to protect the interests of the developers over the interests of the people, then they do have that choice. There are candidates who will give them the same old, same old. But if they want to start getting our government back to be for the people, they have to start voting for candidates who are going to truly do that. And yes, are not indebted to uh, special interest groups, to developers, to, to big big money. There's a reason why they pour money into the campaign because they want to be protected, but that's not the function and shouldn't be the function of our government. Yeah, I agree with you. And I've heard candidates actually say, which blew my mind, they've actually admitted that they are, you know, funded by developers, that they've taken money from developers, but then they will make the claim that they're not, you know, in debt to them, that they won't side with the developers. Really? No. When the developers are funding your campaign, they own you. And right. that's unacceptable for the people, the actual everyday people that pay the taxes and and should be running the government. I mean, that's what our country is based upon. And it starts locally. You know, we, we tend to have this focus at the federal, the national level, but really we can impact change here locally yes. by getting involved in our communities. You're absolutely right. People shouldn't have to worry about having their interests um, and voices heard um, uh, by the commissioners. Uh, and that's how it seems to be, that, that people have to go out and spend an, an incredible amount of time uh, writing emails, going to meetings to uh, make their voices 
heard by the by the commission, but the, the commissioners tend to side always with again those who are who are ha carry the big bucks, and and that's not how things should be at all. So if people truly want to have representation, they have to vote for the people who are going to represent represent them. Yes, thank you. And also, when we're going to meetings and speaking, not be silenced by the commissioners or mocked or chastised by the commissioners. I, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to keep hitting this point, but it's very frustrating to be speaking at meetings or watching uh, people from the community speaking and being mocked by the commissioners. And I, I, it blows my mind. I don't understand it. And yes, it's yes. unacceptable. And this is, again, how far we have we have gotten from what the purpose of our government is that those people that are speaking whether you agree with them or not they're still your constituents they're, they yes. are the people you are to represent and what i seem to what's happened through these past few decades that i've been here is that someone gets elected and has their own agenda and if you don't coincide with their agenda then like you said that's when they get this this uh, you know a pushback that they don't even want to be heard. They don't even want to hear that person because it's not following that that sitting commissioner's agenda. But that's not why we elect people. Right. The government works for us, for yes. the people. And they need right. to elected officials need to be reminded of that. That's right. That's right. Tell me about your campaign. What's the focus of your campaign? I mean, I'm going to go ahead and make the assumption it's going to be about the environment part of it, but I, I know that's not your only focus. So can you tell me a little bit about your actual campaign? Yeah, my, my slogan actually is Alice Cares because um, I, I was talking to somebody and I told them all the things I've been involved in. In fact, um, one of the most difficult things I've been having to do is self promotion. I have a difficult time talking about myself and all of the things I've been involved in, the different nonprofit boards that I've been a member of, the advisory boards for the city and, and the county. Um, and uh, it's, it's What do you mean it's difficult for you? You're, you're just, you're modest. Well, I mean, it's embarrassing well, to talk. Well, just to say, because there's a lot of things. I, I have a, yeah. I tell people my community service resume is very extensive. And I notice with other candidates, they may be involved in one thing, but then they, they, they expand on it and make it seem like, wow, that's, that's a lot of things, but that's one <laughs> thing they accomplish. Whereas I have a list of things like, you know, I was Northport Citizen of the Year. I was the Greenest Citizen of oh. the Year, uh, you know, things like that. Um, and uh, I was on the Lemon Bay Conservancy Board when the Wildflower Preserve was acquired uh, in Cape Hayes. And, and even on the advisory board here in Northport in 2000, the Tree Council, we didn't just sit there every month and come back the next month and talk. We were like, we want to do things. We want to be actively involved. And we actually blew the minds of, of city staff because they were like, this isn't what advisory boards do. You're just supposed to sit and talk and advise the, the commission, which is yes. But we, we said we wanted to go out there and actually do something. And we did. We, we put in a... Uh, a tree pathway type uh, thing on Northport Boulevard with gardens and and they were just like what 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 is this you know you're just supposed to be talking about about things so everything that I've done I've become actively involved in that and um, that's why this person said you know Alice you just you care you care about the community you were involved with the 40th anniversary committee uh, for Northport the 50th anniversary committee 
Um, I mean, there's just so many things that um, that I've that I've done and been a part of this community for 30 years, and and that's what I would bring to the dais. Tell me your your top three focuses of your campaign. I know it's Alice Cares, but can you be more specific for the listeners of of exactly what you plan for the community? Yes. Well, first and foremost, our, our environment needs to be protected. Um, you know that that is how I've spent a lot of my time, as you know, uh, the 30 years here, uh, because our environment is everything in Florida. And when people will tell me, well, what else have you got? And, I'm, and I said, wait a minute, we're living in Florida. We came here for a reason because of the beautiful environment. And it is so unique and so special. It needs to be protected. And we need to consider it whenever we're going to do something that's going to have an impact on that environment. Um, the the environment is just not something that gets in the way and let's eliminate it because it makes it easier to, to do things if we don't have these trees in the way or we don't have this in the way. The environment is everything. And for people to, to think that it shouldn't be a priority, um, I, I don't think they're being realistic. Uh, growth and development is going to occur, of course. We have platted lots, zoning has been done, but we can certainly control how that development comes in into the picture and what we ins will insist on before that development uh, occurs. And one of the things we have to insist on is having the um, adequate infrastructure for that. We've had these sewage spills uh, up in Sarasota because of all these developments that have come online when we don't have the system that can ad adequately treat our wastewater um, before you know it, it goes out and and that's why we're, we're having all of these problems um, pro environment means uh, being uh, for smart development and pro environment doesn't equate to being anti-development at all um, the natural environment of sarasota county is what has brought people here for a hundred years you know next year is the county's centennial and um, if we want to continue with that, we're going to have to really respect and protect what it is that's bringing people here. So, Alice, this election season is a little different, right? We're, we're, uh, you're running a campaign in the middle of a, a pandemic. Um, yeah. So... Mm -hmm. That's why I uh, why we're doing this podcast, and I know you're doing other things to get the word out. But can you talk a little bit about your actual campaign procedures, what you need? Tell the listeners how they can get involved and and what what ways they can be part of what you're doing. Yeah, well, uh, like you said, I I was doing Zoom meetings, and uh, in fact, you were the moderator for one of those Zoom yeah. meetings. So <laughs> I will be bringing those back after the primary. Um, to, to do those again. And actually somebody gave me the idea that since I have a Florida friendly yard, I should probably just host some, some meet and greets um, in my own backyard. They can come see the Florida friendly yard, uh, bring, bring a mask, bring a chair if you want to, but that, and we'll be outside. And that's a great way to do that. What I need for people to, uh, to help me with is as soon as the primary is over, I'm going to be, um, hanging uh, door hangers on, on doorknobs in my immediate neighborhood, which is pretty extensive. It's, it's all of uh, North 
North and South Salford Boulevard and all of the neighborhoods because this is my neighborhood and, and it's, it's going to be no contact unless people happen to, to see that I'm walking up to their door, but we're just going to hang, hang a little card on their, on their door. And, and you need it. volunteers for that? Yes. Just How can people sign them. up? I mean, if, if they want to volunteer for your campaign, what's the best way to do that? Well, the best way to do that, they can, um, uh, they can email me, which is uh, treelady12001 at yahoo.com. They can text or call me at 941-468-2486. But they can also get all of this information from my Facebook page, which is Alice White for Sarasota County Commissioner. And I also have a website, which is Alice for the digit for sarasota.com. Um, I would love to have their help. You know, we, when we do start the walkings for the uh, door hangers, I'll just be doing two hour shifts at a time. Um, the other thing is sign waving. When we go out to uh, intersections, we're going to be doing that here in Northport. But of course, um, I need to also get into Inglewood. So I need people from Inglewood who uh, can help me out there wave signs and again, um, hang door hanger. Uh, cards for people to know about me. And also, anyone who's willing to host a political sign uh, should get in touch with me, and I'll be more than happy to bring one over for them. So when we talk about all this, the footwork to get this going, since you are people-powered, people-funded, you're not going to have these huge, uh, you know, five feet by six feet signs posted all over like I see for some other elections that are currently going on for August. And, you know, that's, we know where that money's coming from, right? We could probably right. guess where right. that money's coming from for those big, huge billboards. But um, so you're, since you're people powered, people funded, you're going to have, you know, your signs, you, you need donations from, yes. from people, right? And, and right. people can donate on your website. Yep. The website uh, through my Facebook page, uh, the links are there and also on my um, website is my address which i believe is also on my facebook page so if they want to mail a check because i've been getting check donations but you're right um you know the the developers are uh they they donate because they want their interests protected and um you know that's understandable <laughs> if, they, if that they want that they're gonna they're gonna put up the money for it and this is what i've been encouraging people if they really want to see a change then um, you know they have they should donate something. And just to put it in, in perspective, how things run, I really want to do mailers, put, send out one round of mailers, and each mailer costs about fifty cents. So people can look at it that way. That if they so it adds up. It adds up. It adds up. So um, you know they uh, they can figure out. Okay, well if I donate you know twenty dollars, then I can get I can get so many mailers for that and. If I can do $10, I can get so many mailers mailed out for that. So they can look at it that way, because I think people want to know, well, what's my money going to be used for? Well, um, just, just on those lines. So basically, if people want change, we're going to have to do some things to make change. You know, we can't just be on social media and say, I'm sick of overdevelopment. You know, I want, I want us to be represented. Okay, that's great. We have a candidate or candidates, plural. And I'm talking to one right now, Alice White, who is a candidate that will represent the people. So now we, the people, have to get behind you and we've got to pitch in and we've got to help out. And, and that includes making the phone calls. That includes donating the money so that you can print the signs and the mailers and the postage and all the other stuff that goes into that. And that also includes donating our time to help you get the mailers out, to put the signs up, to hold the signs at the intersections. Because at the end of the day, 
a lot of this is name recognition. Right. And if the developers are putting up huge signs to get people's names out in the public, that's a big battle for you and you need our help. Yes, yes, you, you put it very well because that's exactly what it is. And, and being involved with People for Trees, I, I would hear this all the time when you know people are, would lament about a, a piece of land being developed. And I said, well, you have, you have really one choice there. If you don't want to develop, you have to go buy that land, okay? Because right. you can't tell somebody you can't develop the land that's zoned to be developed. Um, so you either do that or uh, you, you, you get involved in making changes so that land isn't going to be completely stripped, that you're going to insist on uh, on, on making changes to how we develop land. And like you said, if you can't put up the money, then time, I, especially now after the primaries, I really could just use volunteer help in doing the, the walking for the door hangers and the sign waving um, and things like that. All right. Well, I'm going to put all this information in the notes. So, and I'll have a blog post. So people on that are listening to this podcast can go to threadsofcommonality.com, check the blog page, and I'll have all of this information hyperlinks in there so people can connect with you that way. And hopefully that'll help get more people power behind you, which is absolutely what you need. And um, I will help in any way I can as well. I want to end here by talking about what the everyday person can do because not everybody listening to this podcast is in Northport, you know, or, right. or even in Sarasota County. Um, they could be anywhere. So if they're listening, what what recommendation do you have for people to make a difference in their communities and obviously voting? And but but what else can people do to try to protect the environment and, and the well-being of, of people and planet? I think people need to do what what you're doing is is getting the word out there is talking about about the importance because too many times people they don't like what they're seeing but they don't say anything about it and it, when you have that complacency that people don't say anything they don't uh, address issues it's it's going to be taken as well I guess everyone's okay with it because no one said anything you know about it that people really need to to, um, like you said before, empower themselves to, to do something in their community, to get involved with a group. And it, sometimes it's just, you know, sending an email to, to a, a commissioner or, or council person there in, in the city of Venice to, to say, I really would like to see this or, hey, this is a really great idea. Can we do this here? Um, and that's, that's what people can do, you know, from, from where they live, that that doesn't cost anything just to get themselves involved in making that known that it is important our our environment and our community so they could make phone calls send the emails write the letters they right. can support candidates both with people with their time and their money um and they can run for office yes. it might be a, a little too late this election cycle but in the future right. we need more people yes. that that value the planet wildlife and and the voice right. of the people over you know Right. special interests and big business. Otherwise, we're, we're going to continue to lose this fight. So right. we need we need more people that are willing to put themselves out there and run for office. And I'm really right. grateful that you are. I know it's a lot of work, but you're you're you spent your career as a teacher. So yes. you know what work is like and you know how to <laughs> multitask. You know how to make things work on a shoestring right. budget and you you're used to the long days. And yes. um, so I, yes. I believe you've got the fight in you to do this, and I'm, I'm grateful I, I that see, you're running. Yes, I see this as another adventure, and uh, like you said, I, I, as being a teacher, I was an algebra teacher, so coming up with a, a logical step-by-step -step 
procedure to get from one point to the other is, is kind of naturally ingrained in me. Um, some of the projects I did in Northport, such as the street trees, we planted over 300 street trees. And, and again, we were, we were, the, the doors were closed every single time and we just kept uh, um, going along and saying, well, this is how we're going to fix that problem. This is how we're going to fix that problem until they ran out of excuses and that's how those <laughs> trees got in the ground. And when I tell people, I, I hand watered those trees in because they said, well, we don't have a water truck and we're not paying for irrigation. And I said, great, I'll water them myself. And I got a 200 gallon water tank. I got a hookup for the fire hydrant. And that's how I watered those trees to get them established. So things can be done. And I want people to know that that the tenacity that I have, like you said, uh, be able to multitask. And, and I love reaching out to people who have the information, people like you, who, who really, <laughs> uh, that I can get information from. And, uh, and, and that's what it's all about. Well, I've enjoyed having you on the show, and I just want to remind the listeners that to find out more information about Alice White and her run for Sarasota County Commissioner, just visit the blog at threadsofcommonality.com. There's a blog post there. The notes will be here in the podcast as well. But uh, just one more time, Alice, can you give your website and your Facebook page? Sure. My Facebook page is Alice White for Sarasota County Commissioner District 5, and the, uh, my website is alice for sarasota.com and it's the number four perfect thanks for being on the show alice and i wish you all the luck and i will help you in any way i can hey thank you That wraps up this episode of Threads of Commonality. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you found some common threads and enjoyed listening. Please remember to click the subscribe button, share, and find us at threadsofcommonality.com. I'm your host, Sam Kelly. Remember to keep the conversations going.